Hello, friends, and welcome to Sleep Tight Stories. I'd like to say hello to some friends. Hello to Avril and Oakley Jones. Hello to Carolina, who is six years old from Portugal. Hello to Jalen and Teddy from Toronto. And hello to Ellie, who is seven, Toby, who is five, and their baby brother, Judah, who is eight months old. I have a special message for Ellie, Toby, and Judah. Mommy misses you and is thinking of you all nonstop while she's away. Thank you all for supporting us via our premium feed or Patreon. It means so much to us. Today's story is about a big, old cricket who thinks he can teach the smaller crickets about the world. They talk about how they do things compared to others and about how to be brave. This conversation about bravery ends very abruptly when a cow comes too close to the crickets. The Crickets School In one corner of the meadow lived a fat, old cricket who thought a great deal of himself. He had such a big, shining body and a way of chirping so very loudly that nobody could ever forget where he lived. He was a very good sort of cricket, too, ready to say the most pleasant things to everybody. Yet, sad to say, he had a dreadful habit of boasting. He had not always lived in the meadow, and he liked to tell of the wonderful things he had seen and done when he was younger and lived up near the white farmhouse. When he told these stories of what he had done, the big crickets around him would not say much, but just sit and look at each other. The little crickets, however, loved to hear him talk and would often come to the door of his house, which was a hole in the ground, to beg him to tell them more. One evening, he said he would teach them a few things that all little crickets should know. He had them stand in a row and then began. With what part of your body do you eat? With our mouths, all the little crickets shouted. With what part of your body do you run and leap? Our legs, they cried. Do you do anything else with your legs? We clean ourselves with them, said one. We use them in our mouths to make our houses in the ground, said another. Oh, yes, and we hear with our two front legs, cried one bright little fellow. That is right, answered the fat old cricket. 
Some creatures hear with things called ears that grow on the sides of their heads. But for my part, I think it is much nicer to hear with one's legs as we do. Why, how funny it must be not to hear with one's legs as we do, cried all the little crickets together. There are a great many strange things to be seen in the great world, said their teacher. I have seen some terribly big creatures with only two legs and no wings whatsoever. How dreadful, all the little crickets cried. We wouldn't think they could move about at all. It must be very hard to do so said their teacher. I was very sorry for them. And he spread out his own wings and stretched his six legs to show them how he enjoyed them. But how can they sing if they have no wings? asked the bright little cricket. They sing through their mouths in much the same way that the birds have to. I am sure it must be much easier to sing by rubbing one's wings together as we do, said the old teacher. I could tell you many strange things about these two-legged creatures and the houses in which they live, and perhaps someday I will. There are other large four-legged creatures around their homes that are very terrible. But my children, I was never afraid of any of them. I am one of the truly brave people who are never frightened, no matter how terrible the sight. I hope, children, that you will always be brave like me. If anything should scare you, do not jump or run away. Stay right where you are and... But the little crickets never heard the rest of what their teacher began to say. For at that minute, Brown Bess, the cow, came through a broken fence toward the spot where the crickets were. The teacher gave one shrill chirp and scrambled down his hole. The little crickets fairly tumbled over each other in their hurry to get away. And the fat old cricket, who had been out in the great world, never again talked to them about being brave. I'd like to share a poem with you now, also about going to school and learning. The Schoolhouse by Lenore Hetrick. School is where I spend long hours learning the world's legends and stories. I learn of the wonders of ancient times 
I learn of Greek and Roman glories. I travel into the dusty past, and from their tombs the kings arise. I take a trip with some fair queens. I dine beneath those long-gone skies. Pioneers and those who ventured to a frontier fraught with danger come alive and speak to me and make me feel I'm not a stranger. I learn of icy climes where snow lie eternally on the peaks. I learn of lands unknown to man where the voice of the jungle hoarsely speaks. The trade winds blow and carry me to countries that I've learned to know and wet with rain in a tropical land the weeping monsoons blow and blow. The schoolhouse is a magical place for it changes so many, many times. And before I can blink, I'm miles away, dwelling in far-off, colorful climes. I will be sorry when the day has come that I must leave this enchanted room. And when I say goodbye, I know. I'll feel the very deepest gloom. Good night, sleep tight.